pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rap Show Podcast. Yes, another week has rolled around, and it's Wednesday again, and it's time for another Rab Show podcast. Hello there. And, yeah, I have to give a shout-out to all of our new listeners, wherever you have all came from. But uh, last week's episode was extremely popular with a load of people. So, hi, hello to all of our brand-new listeners. And uh, to a load of people, actually, who haven't listened to the show for a while and are playing a bit of catch-up, where have you been? It's been quite busy here on the Big Rap Show this last while. If anything, it's been quite stressful over this last few weeks especially. Oh, don't even get me started. I have to give a shout out at the very start of this week's podcast to Aaron McElwain. He is a bass drummer, of course, with Klaus Kell and drum major extraordinaire, but he's also an absolute genius when it comes to online stuff. And uh, don't it, My head's melted. At the minute, we're trying to redesign the entire website so yeah full disclosure (laughs) we're going to be launching a brand new website for the big rab show plus we have all of our brand new merch which i'm rocking tonight but you can't even see that because there's a podcast visual jokes on the radio hey but yeah (laughs) we will be launching a whole new line of big rab show merch plus a load of other stuff that we have coming up all that ties in with the launch of the new website uh and you talk about the biggest pile of stress, getting stuff together. <laughs> but hey, I have to say, Aaron McElwain has certainly helped a great deal. Aaron's been working in the Rab Show team now since Big Rab Show Live, actually. Uh, so, yeah, thanks, Aaron. You have been listening to me giving off and all sorts. So, yeah, thank you all so much for all of your hard work, Aaron. It's been great. So, let's get through the domestics, first of all. Let's get right into things. If this is your very first Big Rab Show podcast, then welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folks. So, if it's got piping in it, around it, near it, or even looking at it halfway sideways, then we are the show for you. Yes, competitive piping and drumming is our bread and butter, but we do like to talk about other areas of the bagpiping world, being Celtic music, folk music, and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, if it's got bagpipes in it at all, then we are all over it. Now, this week sees quite a special and busy week on the Big Rab Show calendar. The Red Hot Chili Pipers are coming to Ireland, and yeah, they've got three dates over here. The 28th, they're up in Londonderry in the Millennium Forum, so yeah, that's on Thursday. And then on the Friday of this week, they're in the SSE Arena in Belfast, so I'll be there, of course, with... Bells on! Can't wait for that. And then, of course, they're heading down to Dublin on the Saturday on the 1st of March. Awesomeness. The Red Hot Chili is going to be hitting the stage, and this is right off the back of them having recently having big chart success here in the UK. So, yeah, they're flying high in the top 10 of the charts here in the UK. So it's be great to catch up with the lads at the Chili's and just to see what all they have in front of them and just what they made of their chart-topping success that possibly didn't make as 
biggest splash uh, across the water in the US or even across in Australia or New Zealand. But over here in the UK, it was quite a huge deal to see that the Chili's had reached the top 10 in the charts again. In fact, the top five. I think they hit like three or two possibly in the charts. I can't remember now off the top of my head where exactly they landed. But either way, having chart success while playing Great Highland Bagpipes it's certainly not a bad thing. So shout out to the guys at the Chili's. Well done. We're well chuffed for you. And if anything, we'll throw out there to you guys, the listeners of the Rab Show podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to ask the guys at the Red Hot Chili's, then let us know. Because we'll be hanging out backstage with the Chili's. Yay! Again. <laughs> yeah, this is becoming quite regular here on the Rab Show podcast. Of course, we have previous episodes here of the podcast. You can look back. Uh, but we hung out backstage with the Chilies before. We were asking all your questions and stuff and all about tuning and how do they play with such a big backing band, you know, drums and guitars and like they have trumpets and trombones and all sorts of madness going on, on the stage. It's incredible. So, if you have any kind of questions to ask the guys from the Red Hot Chilies, then please mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We are loving seeing your emails coming in, because, of course, this episode this week is all about listener mail. So, yeah, I've had to cut it down. We've, I don't know. This is not a bad thing to complain about. We got a load of emails in. Since we were talking about this on last week's podcast, um, we were saying for you guys to email in your questions and such, and we're talking about the possibility of having a one-day world championship again and all of that. You guys mailed in in your drums. Yeah, it went nuts. So, yeah, we're going to have to summarize some of the emails on this week's show. Otherwise, we'll be talking for hours. So thank you to everyone who's mailed us in. If you haven't, please do mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you because it is the lifeblood of the show. We are here for you guys, and without you guys' interaction, there is no show. So please do. Mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. If you have a question, a comment, a shout-out, anything at all, we would love to hear from you. Now... If you would like to help support the show, a shameless plug, no doubt, but a lot of stuff's happening over there, actually, at the moment. Our Big Rab Show Patreon page. Yeah, a lot of people, actually, are of, of our patrons are actually really enjoying Big Rab Show Plus. Yeah, we released the first episode of Big Rab Show Plus exclusively uh, for Patreon subs, so you can go and check that out. We did upload a little bit of a tease of Big Rab Show Plus and what it sounds like, so... Uh, yeah, well worth a listen. And <laughs> yeah, it's exclusive for Patreon subs. So yeah, if you would like to help support the show for less than a price of a cup of coffee every month, uh, yeah, you can help support the show and get your hands on tons of extra content. Now, we have a lot of special plans for Patreon coming in with this incoming season. Yeah, this incoming season we have expanded the big rab show team let's say and we will hopefully be generating quite a lot of content exclusively for patreon so if you are interested in supporting the show and getting your mitts on that extra content then head over there to our patreon page click support and yeah you'll get your mitts on all the extra stuff so hi to all of our patreon supporters by the way uh, again rather than sitting and reading the list of all of you hashtag channel rant uh, we would rather just say you are all appreciated. You guys are completely awesome. And every penny of support really does go helping towards supporting the show and all that we're doing at the moment. So thank you, everyone. All right. Let's fly on. Now, a little bit of piping news didn't go astray. But we, yeah, because we have so much to talk about on this week's show. Uh, not 
Yeah. Not to beat around the bush, but last, well, the last episode of the Chandler Rant podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard it yet, but it's kind of legendary. Josh and Andy, the two chuckleheads uh, from Las Vegas, managed to talk all about associations. And we learnt that actually Josh will be helping out his local association there in Las Vegas. Now that is actually really interesting and something that we were going to be talking about later in the year ourselves here in the Rab Show. We wanted to talk to some officials from RSPBA themselves and learn how the association ticks. What's it like to be a part of that machine? So now Josh McEachern's one of them. So if anything, it'll be really interesting to pick Josh, Josh's brain to see how the association works over there. So very interesting podcast this week. Uh, also, <laughs> my voicemail to the Channel Rab podcast this week caused some controversy. I was addressing a lot of emails that we have received here on the Big Rab Show, and I have to stress again. You guys seem to think that there was a bit of a war, a bit of a battle going on between the two piping podcasts, between ourselves and the Chandarant guys. And I have to assure you, there is no war. <laughs> There's simply no battle here. Uh, I'm a massive supporter of the Chandarant podcast. Sure, they're a bit crass and can be controversial at times. And yeah, they swear at you as soon as you hit play. But <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Those guys come at the piping world from a completely different angle from where we come at it. So we've been likened to the BBC of the piping world and the BBC can be seen as being a bit dull and a bit boring. And I guess that's what we are, I suppose. But we are what we are. We haven't changed since day one. <laughs> but we do hope that we have some kind of quality content for you guys out there. Um, so yeah, the guys at Chandler Rant did have some choice words for ourselves here in the Rab Show. Slightly harsh, I do reckon, but hey, it is what it is. We are massive fans of the guys at Chandler Rant. Uh, so yeah, to everyone who's been emailing in, there is no war. Yes, I did hear what they had to say about the podcast, and I do think they were just trying to have a bit of fun. So there's no serious anguish, there's no great falling out, just to allay any of the rumours, alright, because I do know there's some rumours floating about that, oh god, Rab's not talking to Josh and Andy, oh, they all fell out, and oh, Josh and Andy's shots fired. There's none of that, no. <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I guess people just want gossip, do you know what I mean? But no, trust me, there's no gossip here. If anything, I'm a huge supporter of what the guys at Channel Rat are doing at the moment, uh, especially on their Patreon page, by the way, as well. Shameless plug for you guys, I know. Uh, but yeah, head over and give the guys on Patreon some love as, as well. They're for Channel Rat, so well worth it. Anyway, let's fly on. Who knows, that might earn me a Rabbi the Pooh shirt. I haven't got one yet. Anyway... <laughs> to get one of those <laughs> all right let's fly on so that was a little bit of piping news just to put everyone's mind at ease we have been getting quite a lot of messages about this with people taking their commentary on the rab show quite seriously uh trust me they're just having fun okay so there you go <laughs> leave it there well draw a line under it leave it alone okay Alright, let's fly on. Now, this past week on The Rab Show, we had a giveaway thanks to Kyle Rothschild. Kyle Rothschild, as you guys know, is a piper with St. Lawrence Atul Pipe Band, and he has released his book, Tunes from the Flight Deck. Now, he was giving away a copy of his book completely for free through our show. So we ran a bit of a giveaway for him, and the star prize, really, was something special. It was the opportunity for you to have a tune named after you. Kyle had actually written a tune, or was about to write a tune, and uh, yeah, the opportunity for our prize winner to get a copy of the book for free, that's cool, but also to have the opportunity to have your name 
put as a tune title, which is something incredible. So, on Tuesday night there on Fuse FM, we managed to announce the winner by random draw. And congratulations went to Scott Cunningham. Now, Scott was... Yeah, kind of chuffed about this. He was all sorts of excited and said, yeah, this is brilliant, you know, great to have a copy of the book and the tune, oh my word. He then contacted us this morning and he says, uh, Hi Rob, I just want to thank yourself and Kyle Rothschild for the opportunity of winning his latest piping book. Of course, Scott, well done. He said, when I contacted Kyle, he'd asked me what type of tune I'd like name after, named after me. After explaining the situation with my grandfather being ill and having no possible cure, I decided to name the tune after him instead of myself. Wow. So, Scott, then he said, I asked Kyle if he could have either a slow air or a lament. I explained to my grandfather today about the prize and he couldn't believe it. I wanted to name it. They couldn't believe that I wanted to name it after him. And as soon as I asked what will we call it he said larmer's chosen few (laughs) that's fantastic he says once again thanks for the competition and the piping book many thanks scott scott you're very welcome buddy and if anything i do know you're another one of hashtag one of the six a listener (laughs) we talk about the guys quite often so scott uh, yeah i was very chuffed for you to get the prize mate it was just completely random it was a number generator thing that we ran just through a website and your number got drawn and there you go so I have to say thank you to Kyle Rothschild, by the way, for giving this incredible prize. It's not often people in the general public have that honour to have a tune named after them. And if anything, I have to say again thanks to Eric Evanhouse who wrote The Big Rab Show. Have you guys heard The Big Rab Show yet? Yeah, we have a tune. <laughs> I do know some papers out there were trying to learn it. I think... Uh, Let's see, who was it? Andrew, I think it was, was trying to learn it. There was a few others as well. Uh, Yeah, we got various different video clips and Snapchats and different things of people trying to learn and play the Big Rab Show. Now, we have yet to hear the Big Rab Show played from start to end on Highland Pipes. That's yet to happen. We've heard it on Electric Chanter. We've heard it on Practice Chanters. We've heard it. We've heard the first part and then maybe the little bit of the second part and that's about it. But we have yet to hear The Big Rab Show from start to finish. So that's a challenge for you guys of The Big Rab Show podcast. We will publish again Eric Evanhouse's uh, tune. We will put it out there, the manuscript, and feel free. Take that sucker and learn it. And we would love to hear you play it. That would be just incredible. So if anything, it could well be the brand new theme of The Big Rab Show. So if you do fancy the opportunity of having your plan at the start and end of every podcast with you playing The Big Rab Show, there you go. Now's your chance. Mail us in your recordings and we'll have a listen. Also, if there's any bands out there who are willing to play this tune... Oh my word, that would be like a bar of gold. We would love to hear a pipe band trying to play their way through the Big Rab Show. That would be incredible. Now the reason why I say trying is because the Big Rab Show does seem to be quite a heavy tune. Especially the third part. It's quite, yeah, it's quite strong. It's not easy played. So, yeah, not for the faint-hearted, but that's it, I suppose. The Big Rab Show in general, not for the faint-hearted. Some of the topics we've talked about. Uh, So, yeah, if you are interested... Go along to our Facebook page and our Twitter. We have it up there already and we will be publishing it again. So, yeah, 
take a copy of that tune, try and learn it, and record it if you can on Highland Pipes. We would love to hear it. And mail it in to us. BigGrabShow at gmail.com. All right. Let's get on to another little bit of piping news, shall we? The Hawthorne Pipe Band. Yes, we mentioned them on last week's podcast. They're throwing a bit of a shindig at the Glen Ferry Hotel on the 23rd of March. It's going to be a night of dancing, music, food and drink and more. Yeah, tickets are available at trybooking.com forward slash 465383. That's random. But I think the easiest way is just to contact any member of Hawthorne Pipe Band. Now, they said the reason uh, for this event... Uh, will be basically for fundraising efforts to send Hawthorne Pipe Band to the world's this August. Yes! <laughs> when I read this, I was all sorts of stupidly excited. So Hawthorne have kind of inadvertently kind of announced it that they're heading to the world's. I think they may have announced it earlier. I might have talked about it before, but yeah, I read this. I had me all sorts of excited. So this event is a big fundraiser for Hawthorne Pipe Band, so there's going to be a silent auction. Also a live auction as well, with various items uh, being provided, including a custom kilt from St Kilda Retail in Australia. I hope I said that right. Uh, so yeah, also including weekend breaks and holiday homes and much, much more. So if you are interested and you're in sunny Australia and you are anywhere near the Glen Ferry, Glen Ferry Hotel, <laughs> I could just about talk tonight. Okay, of course, yeah, yeah. Head along, go and support the Hawthorne Pipe Band. For full details, head along to the Hawthorne Pipe Band's social media account. And uh, yeah, they'll hook you up with tickets. This sounds to be one heck of a night. If anything, I would love to get to this. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I'd have to jump on a plane, wouldn't I? 24 hour flight or something? Ridiculous. Anyway, have fun, guys. Best of luck with your fundraising, and I hope to see you on the grass in August. And if anything, the Australian season is kind of underway at the moment. I do think the Hawthorne Pipe Band are actually going to be in action this weekend at their local competition up around Melbourne. I think they are, yeah. And so we've also seen some footage as well of the New Zealand police who were in action. I think we had Manawatu as well, who were also in action over the course of this past weekend. Uh, We've uploaded those videos onto the Rab Show Facebook page. And well worth a listen, I think. Uh, It is early doors. It is early in the season. So what? This is February and bands are hitting the grass already down under. mm, Well worth a listen, I'd say. Okay, now especially for New Zealand police who have recently just changed pipe major because, of course, Emma Conway is away two shots in Dykehead here in, in Glasgow in the UK. So, listening to the New Zealand police to where they are now that Emmett is gone makes for really interesting listening because they've kind of picked up from where they've left off. They seem to have lost a little edge. Now, I'm not slagging off the pipe major by any means. He's got big boots to fill. But there was something just not quite right i don't know what whether it was the recording or what it was but just something i couldn't put my finger on well worth a listen if you can go and check it out the new zealand police were in action this past weekend and video recordings and such are all up there all very good listening uh that's what i was going to say as much as i'm trying to pick holes in it it was still well worth a listen you know they had big tones still they had a good sound and were blowing a good tempo too you know so definitely worth a listen Uh, yeah so there you go all right let's fly on uh if, if any competitions are happening down under keep me filled in by the way by any results and stuff and goings on would love to hear from uh, from you yeah so email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com all right locally here then in northern ireland brookshane and district are going to be having an annual guest tea 
Yes, of course, annual because they have it every year. Thursday, the 28th of February, it's going to be in Brashen Community Centre. Doors open at 7.45pm. And you will be treated to music from Brashen and District Pipe Band themselves, plus their junior pipers and drummers and their young learners. Uh, they'll also have a Scottish singer called Davy Lowe. They'll have Scottish dancers there, plus a compare on the evening, Davy Linton, who is an absolute legend. Good mate of mine, Davy. So there you go. Annual guest tea, 28th of February, and that's for Brashane and District. A lot of bands doing a spot of fundraising at the moment. Yeah, there you go. All right. It's with a heavy heart uh, that a bit of news dropped this past week. In fact, the 25th of February there, St. Lawrence Atul announced that, yeah, ex-president and stalwart of the band of St. Lawrence Atul, uh, Michael McKenna, passed away. Now, he was affectionately known in the piping world here in the UK as Digger. We all kind of knew him as Digger. I never knew his name was actually Michael. <laughs> yeah, so I'm ashamed to say that, but I always kind of knew him as Digger McKenna. Uh, so the funeral uh, took place there, of course, uh, Thursday the 28th, and that's, yeah, just shortly after this. Uh, so, yeah, uh, what to say about Michael? He was kind of the shadow of St. Lawrence Atul. Uh, from Living Memory. Every time you've seen St. Lawrence in the final tuning, there was Digger. Digger you know, he was there just hovering around, you know, he was frantically busy all the time. So, yeah. Ex-president of the band, uh, yeah, he sadly passed away. So I have to say my f- sincere condolences to uh, Digger's family, uh, all of his mates and friends, and of course everyone at St. Lawrence Tool Pipe Band. It is a sad loss. Digger will be sadly missed, and I think some people have already been commenting before about this on social media, saying that the Grade 1 final tuning area will no longer be the same without Digger buzzing about. So, yeah, you'd be sadly missed. <sighs> Alright, uh, on to other news then. Uh, right, Glasgow Sky Association Pipe Band. Glasgow Sky made a bit of an announcement. They have welcomed a new drum major to the ranks. Carrie's Graham. Now, you may say that name sounds familiar. And yeah, you'd be right, because she's a drum major from here in sunny Northern Ireland. Now, she'll be signing with Glasgow Sky. Now, this is kind of part of an ongoing trend at the moment that we're noticing that a lot of Northern Irish drum majors are actually signing to Scottish bands. And this is another one. So last season, Carries managed to pick up four of the five major championships in the junior drum major category, as you already know. And she's also the current reigning All-Ireland novice drum major champion. So well done to Carries Graham. We've been shouting her name out all last year. So to see you tick up the mace with Glasgow Sky Association is very exciting. So we'd look forward to seeing what... Uh, how that all looks because obviously your uniform will all completely change and everything and also carries just to see what you're going to be bringing into this incoming season so it'll be interesting season ahead mm-hmm. there you go so shout out to the glasgow sky association with their brand new drum major congratulations speaking of drum majors there's a bit of a fundraising effort going along with a beetle drive yep 29th of march 7 30 p.m in tandragree district orange hall and there will be a sub Support a supper provided. I was about to say support provided, but there will be a supper <laughs> provided. Adults are fiver, and yeah, uh, under 16s are three quid, and everyone's welcome. So, this is to go for Andrea, Catherine, and Katie. Uh, of course, you all know Andrea and Catherine McKeown, of course. Drum majors extraordinaire. And so, I'd love to see you all there. And this is all again to help them fundraise for competing in the San Francisco in April 2020 awesomeness so much fundraising for drum majors heading over to the states at the moment so 
It's great to see. So if you do want to help support some local drum majors, head along to that to Tandagri, Tandragi, you can just about say that, District Orange Hall, 29th of March, 7.30pm. Going to be good crack and for a good cause. Now, speaking of bands in Northern Ireland and the good old BBC. Yes, I am an employee of the BBC. I do work for them and I do present an Ulster Scott show on Radio Ulster every week. For those of you who aren't aware of that fact, it is a fact. I do work for the BBC. But this next bit of piping news is completely unbiased because I was no, nowhere near this. I wasn't involved in this at all. But it was brilliant. I was such a fan of this. It was recently announced there that a brand new series was coming to Northern Ireland called The Band. This was available on BBC Two Northern Ireland. Yeah, it was a three-part series called The Band. And episode one dropped this past week. Oh my God, it was brilliant. <laughs> I don't know if uh, a lot of you guys listening to the podcast obviously would be international, but those living locally who managed to catch this show, whew, it was brilliant. If anything, it was kind of a double-edged sword, though. Yeah. Go me, I'm being pretty critical today. Uh, but, yeah, episode one, I really enjoyed it. Of course, it featured uh, the major singular memorial pipe band, predominantly for us pipe banders, and then obviously that had a flute band and an accordion band on there, too. But... We're the piping show, so we'll talk about the, the pipe band that was on there. So Major Singular Memorial uh, pipe band were on there. And yeah, they featured young Jamie, who was a snare drummer, of course, with Major Singular. And it followed them to Port Rush competition and the highs and lows of all of, of all of that. Plus, they talked to Jamie all about his experience of learning how to play snare drum and play with his dad and everything. And then all halfway through the show, we learned that Jimmy had had autism and that drumming actually helped him. And it was just an incredible story. Uh, definitely one that warmed the hearts of pipe banders around Northern Ireland. And everyone sending their congratulations to Jamie and to the guys at the Major Sinclair. And, of course, to the BBC in general. It was a very well-produced show. But... <laughs> there's a but yeah everyone who was watching the show said it was brilliant it was fantastic and hearing the heartwarming story and everything and it shows that pipe and pipe bands and piping you know is a real healthy thing to do and thousands of people around this island do it every day and all of that but there was very little in the way of actual performance and that was something that our audience picked up on very quickly. We got a lot of comments through to the Big Rab Show Facebook page saying that it would have been great to actually hear Major Sinclair playing. It would have been great to hear Jamie playing on the snare drum with the band. Now, I don't know why that didn't actually happen. Whether it was due to rights reasons or something, I just have no idea. But it wasn't just the piping. It was the same for the flute band and the accordion band both as well. We didn't get to hear their actual music. Which was strange. So, I have to say, I'm going to reserve my judgment. There's three episodes in total. That's the first episode. So, if you are interested and would like to catch up on it, it's available now on the BBC iPlayer, which is their catch-up service. I'm not sure if you can catch it up around the world or abroad. Uh, I don't know about that, whether you can access it. Don't know. Uh, but it is well worth a watch, because that story in itself was incredible. It was really well well captured i think so the documentary itself called the band featured the major singular memorial episode one was just brilliant now what we're going to see in episode two no idea and what we're going to see in episode three again not the first clue 
But Ravara Pipe Band have actually put out an announcement saying that they will feature in an episode of the band. So I'm going to be looking forward to seeing the guys on Ravara in action to see how much stories there is behind closed doors. Mm. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting to hear. So there you go. Shout out to BBC Northern Ireland. It's not often that we get some real good piping content from BBC Northern Ireland. <clears throat> there is, of course. There's pipes, drums and on Radio Ulster and this Kentra as well. So, hey, there you go. Uh, <clears throat> blowing my own trumpet. But <laughs> it's great to see a television show about piping and drumming on Northern Ireland. So, yeah, shout out to you guys. Well done. Fantastic show. Cannot wait to see episode two. All right. Let's fly on. Even more piping news. The Highland Granite Pipes and Drums. Now, this is a band, right? Highland Granite. I know nothing about these guys, all right? And they seem to be brand new. Now, I know nothing about them. I've asked you guys before here in the podcast and even live on Fuse. Anyone out there knows anything about this pipe band, please get in contact with us. We've been told that... Since the demise of Dowco Triumph Street, that apparently Highland Granite done quite well out of that, and quite a lot of members from that went to Highland Granite. Now, whether that's a rumour or not, I don't know, because I honestly have not the first idea who plays in Highland Granite. I don't know who they are. I haven't even heard them yet. All I've seen is photographs so far. So Highland Granite, I've hit the news again, the piping news. Yeah, they have unveiled their brand new drums. Now, these things are sexy. And that's the the word I was going to use (laughs) when describing these Adante drums. Whoo! Wow. Yeah, these things are incredible. They're like a blue and chrome all mixed together. It's, It's very strange. It goes from blue at the bottom all the way up to a very chrome hue up to the top hoop. And it's just... ah. Sexy drums, Highland Granite. Very, very nice. Yes. (laughs) So who knows, you may get a a nomination for this year for Coolest Drums. But yeah, I am definitely a fan. But I have to say, I know nothing about Highland Granite Pipe Band. So anybody out there can knows anything about Highland Granite, please message us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. We want to know more about this band. Um, Because I myself know very little. In fact, I think this is the first I've heard of Highland Granite. Where did they come from? Why do they have the name Highland Granite? What grade are they? Uh, Who plays for them? Who's their pipe major? Who's their lead tipper? Who's their bass man? All of that sort of stuff. Give us some information. We would love to hear from you. BigRabShow at gmail.com. All right. Shout-out goes to Breedy Ulster Scots Pipe Band. Uh, just a very quick shout actually, because they celebrated their 90th anniversary and they had a civic reception in the Guild Hall in Londonderry. And the Lord Mayor presented a plaque to them and the band all get lovely photographs took by the media and everything. So it was great to see that a band had such a milestone uh, recognised. But in 10 years' time, it'll be a centenary year, Breedy. So I would like to see something special from you. Yeah, so Breedy Ulster Scots celebrating... Their 90th anniversary. Congratulations. All right. Shout out to the Quinn Memorial. Go on, the Quinn. Yeah. The Quinn Memorial, of course, my old pipe band. Yeah, they are going to be holding a spring tea and cake sale. This is going to be in Kelly Gollop, Orange Hall. Uh, as the old affectionate song is, where the hell is Kelly Gollop? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's between Upperlands and Kilray, if anybody's interested. Uh, Thursday, the 28th of March, doors open at 7.30. Of course, that's Killigallop Orange Hall. Uh, spring tea and cake sale. So, if you like your sticky buns on a big mug of tea, just like me, 
Yeah, head down, help support the guys at the Quinn Memorial and raise some money. Much needed cash for this incoming season, by the way, for the Quinn. So there you go. Quinn Memorial doing a spot of fundraising on the 28th. All right. Uh, we got another bit of news from the Ulster Scots Agency. They're going to be holding a piping and drumming masterclass. Yeah, just that I'm reading this. Piping and drumming masterclasses. And this is maybe the third or fourth one they're, they're going to be running. This one's quite special for the drumming, however, because they have Garth McLeese is going to be teaching. So that's going to be interesting. Garth, of course, from the Mighty Field, Marshall Montgomery will be there uh, giving demonstrations and a bit of a clinic and everything. So well worth attending because it's absolutely free. Free! Just walk in through the door at the Discover Ulster Scott Centre in Belfast City Centre. Uh, yeah, and get taught by some of the best in the piping game. For full information, head along to the Ulster Scots Agency website. Uh, so it's discoverulsterscots.com. And all of the details are all up there about the masterclasses. So this is on Saturday, 2nd of March. Just dander through the door and you have an opportunity to learn from some of the best in the piping game. For nothing. Couldn't beat it. All right. Another thing that's happening, this is in Glasgow, actually. So the Glasgow Youth and Barra Association are holding their annual invitational piping competition. Yay! So this is on Saturday the 2nd of March, and doors open at 9am in the National Piping Centre in Glasgow. Now this is going to be something special, especially when you look at the lineup. Of course, the competitors will have a Peabrook to play, MSR to play, Hornpipe and Jig, the usual kind of form. Entry to this is 12 quid for adults, though it's a bit steep. But wait, do you hear the lineup? And under 16s are six quid. Now, wait, do you hear the lineup? Okay, it has Alistair Henderson, Angus McCall, Pipe Major Ben Duncan, you have Cameron Drummond, Cameron McDougall, Connor Sinclair, Finley Johnson, Glenn Brown, Ian Spears, Niall Stewart, Peter McAllister, Roddy McLeod, MBE, uh, Sandy Cameron, Sarah Muir, and Wally McCallum. Oh my god! Oh my god! Any of those you would see at Glenfiddich every each, August, each October. You would see any of those in the Glenfiddich. You know what I mean? In fact, that's possibly a, as good a lineup as Glenfiddich. So there you go. The annual invitation piping competition going to be held in the National Piping Centre, second of March. Your judges will be Angus Macdonald, Ian Duncan, and Murray Henderson. This is going to be quite a tight competition. I will be really interested to see who comes out on top there. Whew interesting stuff speaking of competitions shout out goes to shots and dike caledonia who held their junior solo competition over the course this past weekend what an event that was yeah for full results i'm not going to sit and read them all here to you because i'll yeah i'll put everybody to sleep reading lists uh but yeah also have to give a shout out to mackenzie caledonian as well who also had their solo competition their junior solo competition over the weekend and preston lodge high school also had their solo competition over the course of the weekend Lots of solo competitions happening across in sunny Scotland. So you had the Shots competition, Mackenzie Caledonian and Preston Lodge High School all happening on the same weekend. Very, very busy. For all their respective results, you can check all their band's social media, of course. The, all the results are all up there. Or indeed, you can check out their respective websites. Uh, Shots, Mackenzie and Preston Lodge. Full details are all up there on their websites. All right. Another last bit of piping news before we get into the topic of the week is a shout out to <clears throat> North Lanarkshire Schools. Da, 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 da. Yeah, North Lanarkshire Schools made a bit of a special announcement. April the 6th, they're heading to New York City for Tartan Week to take part in their Tartan Week parade. Now, this is awesome. 
Absolutely awesome. This is fantastic. So North Lanarkshire, of course, are going to be sending both of their bands over there to all their kids, all going to be heading over there to sunny New York City to take part in their Tartan Week parade. Now, you guys know yourselves listening to this. Tartan Week is huge. And if anything, I only kind of only really got an appreciation for this last year whenever I first heard about Tartan Week and everything. So the parade itself, uh, heading through New York City, the guys from North Lanarkshire Schools will be taking part in that. So both bands are going, and at the moment, they're doing a spot of fundraising. Yes, you guessed it. <laughs> Every band's doing fundraising at the moment. So North Lanarkshire Schools are doing a bit of a crowdfunding and doing various different events and everything to help pay their way to get over there to the United States to take part in Tartan Week. So I have to say congratulations to North Lanarkshire Schools. That will be an experience and a half, and I hope you guys have the best time, by the way. So head over there, have an absolute blast and tell us all about it whenever you get home so yeah if anybody's listening from north lanarkshire schools please get in contact with us we would love to hear your story what was your experience like all of that sort of stuff it would be brilliant to hear how you get on on april the 6th in new york city for tartan week all right there you go so that's it that's it for the piping news this week and i can happily put my script away yeah oh <laughs> there you go my script tried to take out my microphone so, yes, let's fly on. Uh, well, if anything, uh, do you know what? I'm going to give you a bit of a personal story before we get into the piping news or the topic of the week. In my house this week, our wee girl, people have been asking me, well, how's your daughter getting on with her piping lessons? How's she getting on? How's she getting on? Now, it's been slow progress since I first talked about it here on the, the Rap Show podcast. I did mention it briefly that my daughter was learning and she was currently with Tully Lag and Pipe Band and going through their teaching program. Now, it's been very slow and steady wins the race. So, yeah, after months and months and months and what feels like months and months and months of being on the chanter, she's now finally graduated to bagpipes. So she brought the set of pipes home. And very proud moment in our house. She was very chuffed to bits with them, taking selfies and all, stuff, and all sorts of stuff and sending them to her mates and all. That, that was something new. Uh, yeah, so look at me, I'm a piper. No, you're not. You haven't, you haven't played a tune yet. So, yeah, we were trying to blow these bad boys and trying to get them working and everything. And she was asking me tons of questions about maintenance. You know, do I need to season the bag? Do, what do I do with these stocks? And all these sorts of like generic piping questions that I have not the first notion. Because I'm a drummer. Give me a pair of sticks and I'll hit those bagpipes. Do you know what I mean? Give me that... that, that Lethal. I could smack them with something. But yeah, she was asking stuff about reeds and all of that. I have not the first notion. So, if anything, I'm kind of going through the learning process now of learning how to maintain a set of bagpipes. Because my daughter will now be in the house practicing herself. So, she'll take them out of the box. You know, teach her how to put them together properly, how to hold them, how to stick them under your arm, and all of all of kind of the bare bone basic stuff. You just kind of take for granted. You see the pros and you guys that listening to this podcast just do an automatic pilot. I've had to learn all of this. <laughs> I've never had to put together an octopus before and try and blow into the thing. So as much as she's learning how to pipe, at the minute I'm kind of learning it myself. So at the moment she's just trying to learn how to blow and keep a steady tone and all of that sort of stuff. Never mind playing an actual tune. There's possibly just scales and blowing a steady low A and things like that. All of the kind of real basic stuff is where we are at the moment, but it's a very proud moment in our house. And if anything, uh, whereas before we may have been pushing her to try and practice at least for 10 to half an hour every night, 
Uh, now that isn't a problem. Uh, she can't wait to get home so she can get the pipes out of the box. And even as I'm recording this podcast right now, she's in the house playing. And I said to her, I'm going to have to leave the house and do my podcast. And she said, oh, but mum's going to kick me out of the kitchen soon and where am I going to go? Because I record the podcast in my garage, by the way, in case you're wondering. I have a room off the side of the garage, but I call it Rab Show Studios. And she was thinking of coming in here for a practice while I'm trying to record a blinking podcast. So, yeah, it's caused a bit of a battle in our house at the moment. She wants to constantly practice and wants to constantly try and master this machine while I've got podcasting to do. So... <clears throat> I am recording this one later than usual uh, because of practice schedules of blinking pipers. It's not fair. So, but I have to say, it is a very proud moment in the house. And there was a couple of photographs snapped. And there wasn't any tears, but there was certainly a lump in the throat. It was very, very emotional. It was kind of really cool. So who knows what will happen? You know, whether she'll continue on with her playing and actually make it to the competitive field. Because at the moment, she's just enjoying playing. You know, she's going through that kind of, I really love the sound this, this this thing makes whenever I get it right. So that's where we are at the moment. Now, whether we'll actually play with a competitive band or whether we'll hit the stage or do anything like that remains to be seen. I am not going to be that pushy parent and start shoving her into a competitive band if that's what she doesn't want to do. But one thing's for dang sure, she's not going to rest on her laurels. She's not going to play Amazing Grace and then put them back in the box again and think, that's it, I'm a piper now. Oh, no, no. No, no. This is a mastery skill. It's not something that once you can play Amazing Grace, that's it, done. Uh Uh-uh. You keep going. So I've I've warned her about that. (laughs) You know, just because you can play Amazing Grace and Highland Cathedral, you're not a piper. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. You need a repertoire, man. You need to stand in front of that dude with a clipboard. Uh, what am I rambling about? But this is what's happening in my life at the moment. I'm just giving it as it is, unscripted. I told you, I threw my script away. Where is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, there it is. All right, Rob, shut up. Time to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com, serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full range of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Adante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper is also the North American distributor for Beat Street Drumming Goods from Northern Ireland. Have you any questions about any of the major brands they carry? Then you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. The Horace Kilt Company. 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, offering high-quality garments with unique styles, enough to cover any wedding, formal event, or even pipe band competition. They can offer a full range of kilt and jacket combinations, all completed with Highland accessories, all available for sale or for hire. If you're looking for a Highland-inspired outfit of the highest quality, then look no further than Harris Kilts. HarrisKilts.com 150 Sandy Row, Belfast Check them out. 
you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes, then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Starrick, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair, and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy, with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes, also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock, and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hello. This is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. Topic of the week. Uh, boys, I love that cup of tea, boy. I don't know what... Sometimes you're just ready for a cup of tea. Do you know what I mean? And aye, tonight's one of them nights, I think. Yeah, definitely fond of a cup of tea the night, by Grand, yes. The topic of the week this week is listener mail, and we got tons of it. So we've had to summarise all of this. Otherwise, this week's topic of the week will ramble on and on and on and on and on and on but yeah we have basically kind of grouped it into a few topics and you guys have all seemed to be quite keen to talk about so we'll talk about it here on topic of the week now very first of all i have to give a shout out to chris shepherd he says good day rab the results are in of course this is from the uh solo competition that you were talking about there not too long ago than last week's podcast actually yeah so he sent in all of the results so thank you to chris shepherd we will talk about that possibly on next week's podcast uh because i don't want to sit and read off all the lists and everything uh but he has to say yes thank you for sending those in chris it's brilliant he says that's one competition down the outdoor competition will now be on may the 11th but he'll send me more details on that as it comes so there you go 11th of may 2019 is going to be another competition around the corner but yeah thank you chris for sending me those uh results we'll certainly chat about that on next week's podcast do not worry all right let's get on to listener mail I got a quite a long email, but a real good one. This came in from John. He says, Hi, Rab. I'm a big fan of this show, and I started listening to the podcasts in December, just before episode 100. I've downloaded all the past episodes, and I'm currently making my way through episode 45, while still listening to all the new episodes that come in. Dang, John, that's... That's a marathon, man. Well done. (laughs) He says, To touch on what you're saying about how the world's isn't really a world championship anymore because of bands are Scottish or Irish, I kind of disagree with you there. Okay. I mean, yes, that's the case for Grade 1, but for bands that are in the likes of Grade 4B and Grade 4A, there are still a lot of international bands coming over to compete. Yes, I have to agree. He says, I know a lot of international bands struggle financially to come over to the Worlds. And that's why some people say that the Worlds should change its location every year. But that would then hurt the local bands in Scotland and Ireland financially if they had to fly to America or New Zealand or Australia or what have you. Now, as a snare drummer in a band that regularly travels to France and Spain to play in festivals, I know how hard it can be getting bagpipes through security and on a plane. We are lucky enough that our pipe major drives a van and will drive to wherever it is we are playing in the mainland Europe and will take the drums and harnesses all with him. I would hate having to try and ship the drums over like some of the overseas bands have to when they're coming to Scotland. Now, to get back on topic, I know that moving the location of the worlds every year is a hot topic of debate and I can see the points on both sides, but I would love to know what you think of this. Now, on a totally completely different matter... Do you think 
you would have a topic of the week talking about mental health and well-being in bands. That's if you haven't done so already. Cheers for keeping me entertained on my bus to and from work, Rab, and keeping up the good work. Thanks very much. And that's from John Van Dyken. Thank you very much, John. Now, yeah, uh, topic of the week and mental health. I think we did top, uh, tackle that one not too long ago. Um, I think it might have been after Christmas. I'm not sure. I can't remember which episode number it is. But yes, we definitely did talk about mental health in the piping world. So there you go. That is there, John. You can go and check that out. Now, as far as moving the worlds, this was suggested not just by John on his email, but also by a few others that suggested that perhaps the reason that the international entry in Grade 1 is dropping is because of the financial implications. Like he mentioned there, the transportation of instruments can be astronomical. I have not the first notion how much it costs to take a bass drum on an aeroplane, but I would not want to know, because... I've flown internationally quite a few times. I've been lucky enough to have had that privilege. And one time I was traveling with a small child and had to take a buggy or a pushchair, we call it like a stroller, and had to check that on the plane. Now, this thing was not huge by any means. It was kind of lightweight. You could fold it down and it collapsed down to quite a small, manageable size. You could throw it under your arm and walk away with it. So whenever you consider the size of a bass drum, which is massive... That pushchair cost me an absolute fortune to get onto the blinking plane. And, yeah, I would just want... That's, the, that's what I said to the girl behind the counter. She says, imagine if I was coming in here with a bass drum. And the girl behind the counter just looked at me as if I farted. You know what I mean? Excuse me? What, what are you saying? Bass drum? What is this bass drum? So, yeah, I tried to say to her, it's not like I'm walking in here with a bass drum. That's a Wayne's pushchair. You know what I mean? And you're charging me the guts of my credit card to try and get this sucker through. Imagine I was playing for SFU and try and get that through. Oh, don't even get me started, boys. So, yeah, I have complete sympathy for bands who have to travel that crazy distance and come over here to the UK and compete every year. I do believe it should be circulated. And it has the opportunity to be circulated. The problem being is that whenever the World Pipe Band Championships is put open to tender, there are very few locations actually tender for it. There are very few people that actually stick their hat in the ring and say, yeah, we would want to host the Worlds. Now, this is for a multitude of reasons. I think Belfast City actually did put in for the World Championships the last time it was put up for tender, but they simply couldn't match what Glasgow had to offer. And that is essentially the crux of it. Glasgow at the moment has got so much around it. They have the entire Piping Live Festival. They have a thriving Celtic and folk music scene going through Glasgow at the moment. Like It's just ridiculous. Uh, the music scene that's there in Glasgow culturally is just pff, incredible. And it is the home of the National Piping Centre. And all of that, it is seen as being the home of piping in the world so the world pipe band championships has been in glasgow for the longest time and there's a good reason for that they have the infrastructure there they have an airport they have hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of hotels they have all the transport links they have hundreds of pipe bands within a stone's throw of where the event is so you know it suits so many different people yeah glasgow is seen as being the home of piping and that is a massive selling point when going to bid for the world championships now people have argued 
that certain venues here in Northern Ireland, specifically Stormont Estate, we had the UKs here in Northern Ireland for this last three years. And that's an incredible venue. And if anything, you possibly could host the World Championships there quite comfortably. It is a really incredible venue. And I've been to the Worlds many times. I've also been to the UKs each time they were here. And I could agree. I could agree with a lot of people when they were saying that we could host the Worlds here at Stormont Estate. And it would fit quite well. Again, all the transport links were there. You had the ferry terminal. You have the airport that was just like two minutes from the venue. You had all their hotels, transport links. Everything was there. So it was... A kicker. It could have been a, a contender, as they say in the movies. But Belfast isn't seen as the home of piping. And they couldn't offer anything else regards to a festival. There's no piping festival. There's no real buzz about piping and drumming, you know, over the course of the week. Not on the same sort of scale as what Piping Live generates in Glasgow. So... I don't know. I am a massive fan of the idea, however, of moving the world. I would like to see it move to somewhere different. Now, that's not to slag off Glasgow by any means, because Glasgow is the piping mecca. It It is just incredible. But to see the world go somewhere else would certainly mix things up, and it would make it very interesting. I would love to see the World Pipe Band Championships in the United States. I've said it here on the podcast. I'll go on the record. I would love to see it in the US. Now, I know recently, uh, I think it was at the Queen Mary Games were held. A lot of people say that was a great venue. However, not big enough for the Worlds. There was another, there's another Games that was held not too long ago. I can't remember off the top of my head what Games was it. Ah, I should have written this down. But it was not too long ago and we again were getting emails from people saying it was a great venue. But again, wouldn't cut it as a venue for a major for RSPBA. So, mm, I guess there is that. That's a possible topic of the week right there. What makes a good venue for a competition? We'll talk about that in a future podcast. So, yeah. Do you think we should move the worlds around? I personally would love to see it go to the States for a year. I would love to see it go to somewhere really exotic. Why not? Let's have it in uh, the Bahamas, for example. We could all go and get a suntan. Or, do you know what? I would love to take it to Australia. I would love that the World Pipe Band Championships heads down under. Wouldn't that just be incredible? Imagine the party. (laughs) Go to Australia or even down to New Zealand. Uh, Either one of those two. Massive piping scenes there. Do you know what I mean? We got a lot of listeners down under. So shout out to all you guys. We would love to have, well I would love to have, a World Pipe Band Championships down under. I think that would be brilliant. And another piping scene that's kind of untapped at the moment is South Africa. They have a massive piping following down there in South Africa. So wouldn't it be great to have a World Championships there? You know, so many possibilities worldwide. It would be brilliant to see the championship moves around. But I think at the moment, the World Pipe Band Championships is quite happy where it is at the moment. It's very well settled as being in the home of bagpiping culturally and just in general, it's been there in Glasgow for so long now, and they have a track record of running an incredible event year on year on year on year. So they know what they're doing. So and financially as well, they back it. The council, the local council in Glasgow, makes millions from it, and they invest millions in it as well. So yeah, the whole city just thrives when the world comes to town. So you can see why. Glasgow's held on to it for this long. You really can. So you can understand, possibly it'll stay there for another while. 
Ah, good questions there, John. Good questions. So, yeah, that's one for you guys. You can mail us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Would you like to see the World Championships circulated around the world? Uh, Yeah, especially when it comes up to tender. You know what I mean? Whenever it's open that contract again, I would love to see more places stick their hat in the ring. You never know. All right, let's go. I got another email here from Andrew. He says, hey there, Rab. Just finished listening to your episode on Worlds 2019 with only 15 bands in Grade 1. Why bother to have a qualifier at all? <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. He says, just let all 15 bands play one medley and MSR on the Friday and then play their other on the Saturday. Well, I think that's possibly what they're going to be doing. Uh, I think listening to rumour anyway, that's the talk. Uh, so, and if they're looking to save time on the Saturday, have all the juvenile bands on the Friday as well. That way, the kids can all have a chance to see the big guns on the Saturday. Just a thought, and that's from Andrew Adams there of Talcott Mountain, Highlanders and Clara Moore Pipe Bond. There you go, I hope I pronounced that correctly, Andrew. So thank you so much for your email. Yeah, uh, the whole Friday thing at the Worlds has been discussed now, I don't know, Loads of rumours flying around at the minute, and we can't really report rumours, and that is one of the things I kind of want to stress. We can not report rumours, but there is talk now that there may not be a qualifying event. It may just be a straight final. With tunes being played on the Friday, uh, with your points carrying across into a possible final on the Saturday, with nobody being eliminated. Also, there was the talk with so many international bands, it would be interesting to see how the groups break down. Uh, because remember last year we had the group of death uh, where really only one overseas bands had a realistic chance to reach the top six in their qualifying group uh, because everyone else in there was possibly part of the big six if you know what i mean uh we talked about that on last year on last year's podcast when we were talking about predictions um yeah it would be really interesting to see what they're going to do with the friday again with all of the rumors flying around we don't know we honestly don't know, but it's a good topic to talk about, eh? Uh, so, shout-out goes to Nigel. Nigel O'Neill, who's messaged and says, Hey, uh, he had a bit of a eureka moment in his sleep last night. Okay, so he messaged in. He says, With so much debate and concentration uh, going on about the Grade 1, with there only being 15 bands in Grade 1 at the Worlds, and how best to run the competition. Well, what if the RSPBA really wanted to shake things up a lot and ran... This, as you say, 16 band grade one in a match play format. Ooh, I like this. Okay, match play format. So I don't know much about golf, but I know what match play is. So he says no seating, so there'll be eight matches in total. In the first round, medley, you'll have four matches, four matches then after that of MSR for your quarterfinal, and so on up until the final. So, in theory, you could have Inverary versus Slot. Dun, 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 knockout competition. Field Marshal versus SFU, etc., etc., in one of the match plays. Performances. How fun and exciting would that be, even to try once? That would be epic, Nigel. To have, like, a knockout competition. Wow, that's a great idea. I would love that. Yeah, Inverary versus Slot. Da, 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 da. Let's play your medleys, guys. Who wins? <laughs> Woo! And then FM versus SFU. And oh, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Um, no harm, Nigel, but I can't see the RSPBA going for it. <laughs> I can't see them wanting to take that kind of a risk. Um, but um, 
Certainly interesting. We've had a lot of suggestions. That's possibly one of the ones that's out there. Uh, shout out to Nigel um, O'Neill. So th- thank you for that idea. But I can't see the association going for it. We've had lots of other different suggestions as well. A lot of people um, angry with the state of grade 4B at the moment. Uh, we got an email here from Michelle saying, Hey Rob, you talked about the grade 4B pipe bands possibly having a run on the Friday at this year's World Pipe Band Championships. Can you confirm if this is true or not? Will we get a chance to play on Friday and then have a sleep before we have to play again? <laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Um, yeah, just to confirm, that I was just speculating. I wasn't reporting. I was just kind of saying, well, this is something we could do. Yeah, Grade 4B, at last year's World Championship, we have four different qualifying groups from what I remember. And they were packed to the rafters. So by the time the Grade 4B qualifying was finished, it was about half three in the afternoon. That was running from 9 a.m. in the morning. So that's a long day. Especially for the bands who've found that they've qualified because then they have to go and strike up and tune up again and get ready to play for their final, which may not finish until about 6pm, 6.30. So the day is dragged on. So you're there in Glasgow Green, possibly getting rained on from 9am through until about 6.30pm that evening. And imagine trying to stay sober for that length of time it's just difficult for some pipers and drummers trying to keep people out of the beer tent um so yeah learning that you've qualified having to very quickly sober up and then have to try and play in a final nightmare so yeah that is an option if anything grade 4b is one of the largest grades as i'm sure you'd appreciate with the four big qualifying groups but there's other grades in there too which have equally big qualifying that could possibly run on the friday I would suggest. So we also had Grade 3B, I think, was quite large as well. Grade 3B had a large qualifying group and 3A as well, possibly as well. Um, so I guess we won't know until we see the official entry, uh, but by that time, everything will be decided anyway. Um, so whether we'll see Grade 4B on the Friday doing their qualifying event with their finals on the Saturday, I don't know, but it certainly makes a lot of sense to me uh, because Grade 4B can drag on and on and on and on and it's not any band's fault it's just simply because of the sheer volume of entrance so there's been suggestions about moving the drum majors to the friday i would disagree with that Uh, you know the drum majors don't really you know they don't really suck up much time you know what i mean drum majors they have their competition and it doesn't run on for the same length of time as possibly the band competition. So I would kind of err on the side of caution when talking about moving drum majors. If anything, I would look towards the other grades that are overloaded with entrance. Why not give them that opportunity to play a qualifying? And then just like Michelle says, be able to go back to your hotel, have a kip, dry your gear out, you know, have a chance to dry your pipes out if you were standing in the slashing rain all day, and then come back on the Saturday, refreshed, dry, and ready to go again to hit your final. Now, for me, that would be a, a big win there, if anything. If the association would consider that, I think a lot of people would actually be in support of it. I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree with me, however. Maybe you're shouting at your podcast player by now, and going, Rob, shut up, you're full of it. So, yeah, mail us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. I'm sure the speculation about the two-day Worlds event uh, will continue. Yeah, for quite a while, until we forget something finalized. Now, we got tons of emails in, and I'm just going to summarize them all here. We've actually got like, one, two, three, four, and I should have done this. 
So we're at, yeah, we've got between seven or eight there. Number eight's not really talking much about it, but it does delve into it. So we're talking about, again, the Northern Ireland pipe band season and just what is going on with our current competition season. Just as is, is it happening? Is it not happening? And again, I would point the finger not at our association, but I would point it directly at our district councils. I'm not going over that again. I seem to be kicking this dead horse all the time but yeah our northern ireland season has yet to be finalized and that's through no small fault of our association it's just yeah it's our district council so i'm not yeah keep going over the same thing again but once we hear confirmation of the dates we will let you know now got an email here from julie she says hey rob just started listening to the podcast just after episode 100 and heard you talking about episode 100 so had to go back and there you go julie where have you been (laughs) just joining in at episode 100 where are you grants so she's now saying that she is enjoying the specialist podcast specifically on bass drumming because she is a learner bass drummer herself she's and particularly enjoyed the interview with chris pollock there you go thank you all right so that was quite a while ago julie she must be going through all the back catalog there so she says keep up the good work and looking forward to seeing or hearing your future uh specialist podcast especially the one on sexism Ah, that old chestnut. Yes, we are still working furiously behind the scenes trying to organize interviews and different things all to do with these specialist podcasts. We do like to pay particular attention to them and try and get them right. So, yeah, I know you guys have been asking for them and we will let you know when they are about to drop because, yeah, these are something that we want to spend time on. We don't want to put the wrong message out and tell you that this is how it is when, in fact, with a little bit of homework, a bit of due diligence, it could have been completely different. So that's where we're at at the moment. So we're working on some bass drumming podcasts, tenor drumming, of course, and we're also looking at sexism as well. So also, we may be delving back into the world of judging. Dun, dun, dun. Much to our dismay. Yeah, a lot of you guys are emailing in about judging again. Yeah, especially because the judging, uh, the judges panel has been announced for this upcoming majors. Which makes for an interesting reading, and we'll talk about that on a future podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we may be talking about judging again. Anyway, all that aside, we've got tons more topics to come. So loads of great content coming your way here in the Rab Show. So rest assured, Julie, and to anyone else who is asking about the specialist episodes, we have loads to come. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. So whenever the specialist ones drop, you will not miss an episode. So... On to another topic that's been quite popular uh, with you guys this last while. Don't know where this is coming from, uh, but we've got quite a number of emails actually from you asking, uh, will I be lifting the sticks again and come back playing again and be part of the pipe band world from a playing perspective? Uh, Now, I don't know quite where this has come from, but quite a lot of emails has came through asking this question. Will you ever come back playing again, lad? Will you ever lift the sticks again? Do you ever think you come back for another rattle? Well, I, th- I think this all kind of stemmed from the Kids With Cancer charity night. There was photographs of me hanging out with the guys of St. Lawrence Atul. And I was, yeah, uh, strung a, a snare drum on and had a pair of sticks and everything. And just hung out with the guys at the back line of St. Lawrence. Now, it was a complete honour to stand next to Stephen Crichton and the guys with a snare drum on me. Uh, I was absolutely shaking with fear. Uh, but... Yeah, it was awesome just to have a drum on again, to be honest, and to have a pair of sticks in my hand. Uh, so, it's been a while, and I'm not going to lie, but... Uh, Where are they? Ah, right. There I go. I don't know if you can hear that. Yeah. 
<laughs> the sticks over there in a box. Um, yeah, I have been playing again. And, you know, every night, kind of now and again, I just kind of get the sticks out and have a rattle and make sure the hands still work and, yeah, the brain does still kind of function as a, a drummer. Because I don't think it's right that I can call myself a drummer and not actually do it, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, every now and again I do have a rattle and, not going to lie, when I was standing there with the guys at St. Lawrence that really did kind of give me a push and a bit of a start of the itch again so thanks to craig laurie for starting all of that cheers craig uh it was a bit of fun with the guys at st lawrence it was awesome to hang out with them but uh yeah that did give me a bit of a drumming bug again it was just kind of cool to feel that drum on you again and you know stand in that back line and look left and right and just think oh my god look where i am and it was just awesome so will i lift the sticks again and start playing again I don't know. It's always around this time of year I do get a real itch for it and do fancy playing again. I've learned a couple of MSRs and stuff, actually, over this past couple of months. Actually, I've just been mucking about, learning stuff and playing, just for my own entertainment. I'm not taking it to any band anywhere because I think as doing what I'm doing at the moment as being a bit of a radio broadcaster and podcaster, I can't really go out and compete because then I could be seen as being biased. You know what I mean? I could go out there and say, hey, my band's the best thing ever and lose all credibility as a broadcaster. So I don't know how you guys would take that, if you know what I mean. If I was to suddenly tell everyone in the podcast, hey, I'm going to start going to play with this band or that band or whatever. You know, I've now signed up and I'm going to be playing with these guys. I don't know if that would affect my credibility as a podcaster and all of that sort of stuff. You know, giving opinions on piping and drumming when I'm actually a signed up member of a pipe band. I don't know. I think where I am at the moment is that I'm very happy concentrating on what I'm doing at the moment. And that's all my radio stuff, uh, both with Fuse and with Radio Ulster, but also all the podcast stuff that I'm doing with the Big Rab Show podcast. And with all the Patreon stuff that we're going to be putting together this incoming year as well. All of our live streaming, all of our YouTube stuff, everything to do with the Big Rab Show has been a bit of a labor of love. It is most hours of every day that you're thinking about it, you're doing something about it. So to actually try and squeeze in some time to learn sets and be a credible member of a band, I don't know if I could commit the time. Also, yeah, does it affect your credibility then as a broadcaster? Can you know, seen as being unbiased? Whenever you actually are in there competing, trying to win a prize. I don't know. I don't know. But a lot of people have been asking recently, will I be lifting the sticks again? And I don't know. As much as I would like to, I don't know. There's many things holding me back. And if anything, I would like to know your guys' opinion. And that'll wrap up this week's topic of the week. Uh, What do you think? Uh, It's an honest question. Um, If you think that I was to lift the sticks again and sign up with a pipe band... Do you think that would affect my credibility as a broadcaster? And that's an honest question. I do kind of pride myself with being honest with my audience. Um, So I am getting the itch. I am back playing again, but it's just for my own entertainment. But if I ever did make the decision to jump at a pipe band again and play just for either the fun of it or for the, the competitive nature of it, will that affect how you guys view the show? I can't argue that it will. It would kind of tarnish the whole thing. Uh, I don't know. Because at the moment, I do have that kind of impartiality. I can see it as a piping fan at the moment. I can sit outside of it all and I'm not involved in the whole politics of the every the in, ins and outs and the nitty gritty, if you know what I mean. 
Uh, but once you're in it and you're competing for it, then you're in the midst of it. Do you know what I mean? At the moment, I have that kind of advantage of being a bystander and I can report it impartially and give all views. Whereas if I'm in, stuck in the middle of the thing, it's hard to see both sides of the argument. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. What's your opinion, guys? I would love to hear it. And yeah, please do. Email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. All advice would be gratefully received, honestly. Uh, also, if you have any kind of critique about the show, we are looking actively looking for listener feedback. If you guys do think that the show is dead, dull and boring, then let us know how we can liven things up around here. We've had interviews and guest appearances by some of the biggest and best in the piping game, and this incoming year is no different. We have a lot of big plans coming your way. It's just we haven't told you about it. We're keeping it all close to your chest. Because it's like anything, once you say something's going to happen, then of course something happens and it all falls flat on its face. That's what's happened before on the podcast. We've said, oh, we're going to talk to this guy, and then, nope, can't, and everything just goes wrong. It's happened before, so yeah, rather than just trying to, uh, yeah, say it's going to be great, we're going to talk to this and this and this and then, we'd rather just keep it all as a nice, pleasant surprise. So, Plenty of stuff in the works for the Big Rab Show this incoming year. Tons of stuff, actually. So get along to our Patreon page. Click support. You'll get your hands on all the extra stuff that we'll be producing that won't hit the podcast here. It will not hit our Fuse FM Balamoni radio show. The only place to get it is on our Patreon page. So for less than a price of a cup of coffee every month, you can help support the show. And every penny goes towards helping us pay for our online bills it helps us for travel and access to venues and just everything do you know what i mean it's (laughs) yeah every penny really does mean the world so yeah that's fly on that's it for another big rab show podcast thanks so much for downloading this week Uh, it's been a busy week in the piping world it's been a busy week in my home with lots of actual piping and drumming going on behind the doors which is great uh, also, if this is your first Big Grab Show, then please consider giving us a rating on iTunes, that all-important rating, you know, the five-star business. Yeah, it really does help our uh, yeah our visibility on the platform. It lets people find our podcast. And that's what we're all about, introducing more people to the world of piping and drumming. That's exactly what we're here for. Also, if you can... Tell your mates about our wee show. Let them know about the Big Rab Show podcast and what we are trying to do and what we talk about each and every week. Yes, bagpiping goodness every week, plus our two-hour live show on Fuse, Fuse FM, Balamoni. Every week we bring you two hours worth of bagpiping music, chat, news, gossip, and of course a wee bit of Facebook live streaming as well, and giveaways as well. Thanks again to Kyle Rothschild and your amazing giveaway. Thank you so much for that. And to our winner, Scott Cunningham. Congratulations, mate. And, yeah, if you too want to get your hands on some free stuff, then be sure to tune in because we have some future giveaways coming up on The Rap Show. <laughs> Plus, we also have some Patreon exclusives as well, which you guys all want to get your mitts on too. Anyway, right, time for me to head out the door, I'm afraid, and go back indoors to see if my wee girl's still practicing and my wife is about to rip her hair out. <laughs> Oh, it's great having a learner piper in the house, I tell you. Hey. <laughs> Mail us in, biggrabshow at gmail.com. Normal service will be resumed next week. I have to say thank you to everyone who did mail us in for this week, by the way. And apologies if I didn't read your email. I did have to summarize them and try and pin it all down. But otherwise, it will be here for hours and hours and hours. 
anyway, I think the podcast is long enough this week. So thank you if you listened this far. And uh, yeah, shout out to the guys at Chandarant again. There's no controversy. Hashtag Chandarant, one of the six, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll see you here on the Rab Show podcast again next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions, Inverarian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>